Hi everybody, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Kind of a daily argument mixed in with a few observations about the movie Dunkirk, which I went to go and see last night. Actually pretty fascinating to see an unabashed look at trapped male heroism, bravery, courage, support of each other. And at the same time, I saw a preview for a goosebumpingly good looking movie about Churchill starring the terrifyingly, amazingly great actor. Gary Oldman, who is completely unrecognizable and juices up some of Churchill's somewhat metronomic pedantic speeches with some really fiery theatrics. So that could be enormously powerful. And it's fascinating to see, you know, time to wet finger the wind, as the song says, and figure out what's going on in the zeitgeist. And the zeitgeist is nationalism is back. You can be unabashedly pro your own history and look at the glories and heroics of your own history without having to kowtow. And there's two sort of things that have happened with the movie Dunkirk. It's interesting, of course, how many people are complaining that there aren't enough women and there aren't enough minorities. Yeah, because a lot of people from the Inuit were fighting on those beaches. I did see a black guy or two, and there were a couple of women in there. But face it, this was a... um, I mean, later on, the Empire, the Indians fought bravely and and, uh, so on. But... Uh, at that time, uh, May 1940, um, when Hitler's panzer divisions had overrun France, it was a white boy's game, for better or for worse, for uh, in sickness and in health, of course. And, of course, people are complaining, well, there aren't enough women at, at Dunkirk. Yeah, that's because women weren't subject to the draft. I'm sorry that all of this white male privilege got in the way of giving a couple of jobs to women 70 years after the disaster, but you weren't drafted, you got to stay home, and it was much better to stay home than be there. And and this minorities thing too, it's like, God, just go write your own damn stories. If, if you feel that you're underrepresented, this is kind of drives me nuts as a whole, and this happens all over the political spectrum and all in identity politics. Stop whining and complaining about other people not giving you opportunities and go and make your own opportunities. Stop complaining that such and such a group is in charge of the media and such and such a group is not giving you representation. Shut up. Go and write your own damn material. Go and create your own great stuff. Don't view it as an obstacle that deflates you like a pin through sellotape in a balloon. Just look at it as something that's like, great, this hill, this cliff is higher and slipperier and shinier and has more goats crapping down it than I could imagine. It's like a monsoon, a goat crap coming down. Yay, that makes me stronger. That makes me better. That makes me more determined. For God's sakes, do you think, listen, do you think that for me, there were untold opportunities in the media, in academia, in the arts world? Are you kidding me? (laughs) The idea that... Yes, we are going to open our arms to the pro-capitalist, voluntary relationship, free market, objectivist kind of dude. We just don't have enough about, we don't have enough of these kinds of people in the Canadian media or in the Canadian arts world or anything, Canadian academia. We need to openly embrace someone like this because diversity is like, no, I mean, kaboom, 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 door shut, door shut, door slammed. Come on. That which does not kill ye makes ye stronger. Sometimes that which does not kill ye makes ye stranger, but that's perhaps another uh, quote for another time. But this, ah, this identity politics stuff, it's such crap. 
I mean, it's such crap. <laughs> Where are the Aboriginal Australians complaining to the Japanese that they don't cast enough Aboriginal Australians in Japanese movies? Hey, Kurosawa! Where are your Nigerians? <laughs> it's like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Stop whining, stop complaining, and go make your own opportunities. For God's sakes, you'll be better off because of it. You'll be a better, stronger, more compassionate, more powerful person because of it. I kiss the hem of the garments of all of the people who kicked me down and who stood in my way because I'm the kind of guy, it's like, oh, are you standing between me and my objective? Well, welcome for a spotty, bald, steph-sized hole in your sternum as a burrow through your spine to get to where I want to go. I mean, if I had been, it's funny, you know, if, if the media, nah, not the media, that was never going to happen. Oh, come on, let's be realistic. CBC, right. Canadian broadcasting, Canadians broadcasting communism, CBC. But I mean, can you imagine if they'd had any brains that have co-opted me into academia? I mean, I, I did essays so good. They were read to the entire assembly of the students as uh, examples of what perfect essays look like. So if they did have co-opted me in, they'd have bought me out. But no, their rage, their resentment, their exclusivity was too strong. So they pushed me out into the entrepreneurial world where I learned a lot more about the free market and learned to really appreciate voluntary transactions. And then, um, <laughs> well, then I ended up pouncing into the alternative media scene uh, like a comet, like a rocket, like a chunk of meteor landing in Arizona. And uh, fortunately, uh, sadly, not on John McCain, but that's a topic for another time as well. Focus, tunnel vision. And so this, this complaining, well, you're not giving us enough roles. It's like, go, go make your own roles. I mean, did, did Shakespeare whine that other people weren't giving him opportunities? No. I mean, say just go and make your own damn opportunities or shut up. It's so boring. I mean, Paul Joseph Watson's been fighting this rear guard, fix the rear view action about the, the British broadcasting you don't know, British people broadcasting communism, BBC, CBC, because they're saying, well, Roman Britain was so ethnically diverse and, and Middle Ages Britain had lots of mixed race families in it. It's all this complete lies, complete lies. England was like 98% white until, you know, 60 years ago. And then the floodgates were open to mass third world immigration. So the idea that it's been going on throughout uh, human history is crazy. They say this is, America is a nation of immigrants, like 98% of immigrants to America, give or take, were like, not not even just white, but Polish people, no, <laughs> not even just white. They were you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants from a particular section of England. I mean, it, wasn't, it was close. And this, of course, was the entire design. So the idea that there's just been this free, open immigration from all over the world, it's just another lie that is put forward because people can't handle the truth, don't want the truth. And I appreciate, you know, the people are fighting this kind of free regard action. I have, I have sort of two minds about it. Like, we've got to get more... Samoans in at Dunkirk. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of the young British lads there would have been happy to take, to let Samoans take their place. It's just that they, they, they weren't there. <laughs> they weren't there. Sorry. They weren't there. And, uh, you know, there, there's just whole stinking heaping piles of drowned and blown up male white privilege right there. You can see all the privilege. I mean, these people are just you know, walking on landmines and being blown up by stukas and torpedoed up the ass. I mean, they are just, it's just privilege for days. Nothing but privilege. I can't believe other people didn't want to partake in all of this privilege. <laughs> Fuck. I can't tell you. You know, my family history is, is shredded by one, one of my generations back in the First World War. I lost four sons to one war in a, in a pretty narrow period of time as well. So all the people are like, well, 
we couldn't be there, but maybe our actors could could hang off the jugular of the disasters of your history and maybe we can get some roles. And it's like, oh, man, ah, it's so gross. So I don't know. I mean, until the government runs out of money to fund this crap, to me, lecturing these people about historical accuracy, I'm glad some people are doing it. But I sort of have two minds about it insofar as it's sort of like lecturing people in the Soviet Union to be really efficient. They're not going to be efficient because it's communism. And it's sort of like saying to women, well, you should respect men more because, you know, kind of build civilization and the cities and the amenities that keep you safe and, and so on. But, you know, once, once the government runs out of money that it can hand out to women and women actually need to start appealing to men again, yeah, women can insult men all they want because they get the resources from male taxpayers through the state. You know, like, I mean, if you're going to go and, and hire a prostitute, you're probably not going to bring flowers and chocolate because you don't need to. You bought and paid for. And so male allegiance is already stolen. Male resource is already stolen by the state and handed out to women. So asking women to be nice, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning once in a while as sort of preparing the soil for down the road. But I, until the economic incentives change, I think that these, this lecturing, while good at raising awareness, I don't know that it's going to fundamentally change anything. I mean, the BBC is a predatory, violent, fascistic organization that preys upon the unwilling banknotes of the trapped and fiscally enslaved British population. I mean, they're not going to be any, they're not going to be efficient any more than uh, the, a Russian communist factory is going to produce some excellent good or service. It's, it's not going to happen. They're never going to tell the truth because um, the truth is that they're an organization that preys on state violence and subjugates the population through force and threats of jail. Because, you know, British police, very good at catching people who aren't funding the socialist propaganda machine, not so good at funding, at, at finding actual terrorists. But thanks so much. I hope you find this interesting and valuable. There's your Daily Thought. I'll talk to you soon.